Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you. Those that work so hard for money and you're now ready for your money, start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom and cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, like we'll talk about today, but you want it right now so you can live that life that you love with those that you love while they still love you. But guys, it's not just about getting rich. It's not about just doing that, but it's about living a rich life because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of others. Thank you for tuning in today. Big shout out to those of you guys that, of course, have gone and you've subscribed. Thank you so much for subscribing to our YouTube channel on Money Ripples or Money Ripples Podcast. And thank you again for those that have left reviews on iTunes. Really appreciate that because, honestly, we can't create this ripple effect without the help of you. So thank you for binging and sharing this with others. As a reminder, if you haven't done so already, check out our calculator at moneyripples.com to see how much passive income you could create in the next 12 months. Yes, this is basically taking my brain, put into a calculator. You should definitely check that out today. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double-digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA-friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money, too. If you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. All right, guys, so I want to talk about the big question here is like, what is it? require you to be able to retire comfortably? How much should you be saving? How much should you be putting away? And just so you know, I want to talk about some articles I've found here, a study by Northwestern Mutual that actually surveyed people across many generations. And you know what's interesting? You'll find that these different generations have different expectations as well as different concerns. And guys, you're going to check out this last part. I'm going to show you how much it actually takes to retire based on how they say you should be, you should be saving up. And it's going to be pretty revealing because what you'll find out is, are we really prepared or not? This article is titled, this is how much Americans think they'll need for a comfortable retirement. Very fascinating. Just so you know, the difference between what they need or what they think that what they need versus what they're actually have are big, big things or a big, big difference. So for example, it says this right here on average, Americans we expect to save 1.27 million for a comfortable retirement. According to the study that Northwestern Mutual did, the trouble is the average amount of retirement is 89300 or just 7% of that target amount. Now, this is for a study with 18-year-olds all the way up. There's 2,700 people in this, this study here. So that we got baby boomers, we got Gen Xers like myself, we got millennials, and we got the Generation Z or Zoomers in here too. But there's a big difference between these generations, right? Here, we'll talk about this right now. So for example, expectations versus reality, it says here. So they vary by age. Folks in their 50s spend the dollar higher, so they'll expect they'll need 1.56 million saved for retirement, while reporting only having 110,000 set aside. People in their 30s think they'll need 1.4 million while they have 57,000 set aside. Those in their 40s got expect 1.28 million with 77,000. I think that's interesting that 
those in their 30s think they'll need more than Gen Xers, which is true. You do need more because of inflation. But I think that Gen Xers are drastically, drastically underestimating. What's even more shocking is even worse when you go to those that are in their 20s, right? The Gen Z. It actually shows it right here. So it's interesting because those that are in Gen Z actually only expect 1.2 million, even though they've saved up $35,000. So they actually expect they have to save less despite inflation. I don't know if they expect deflation or whatever, but of course, the oldest Gen Z is about 24 years old. So you got to cut them a little slack. They haven't been in the marketplace for that long. They don't really know what to expect. And that's exactly why we're doing this show right now, why we're talking about this, because the truth is really almost nobody knows what to expect when it comes to traditional planning. Because the number one concern is that nearly half of Americans, 48% estimate they won't have enough saved to retire comfortably when the time comes. And on average, Americans say they're 45% chance that they'll outlive their savings, which I would say that number is much, much higher. Now it says Gen X is most concerned, more than half of us, 55%. Maybe that's just our generation that we expect it, that we have to do everything on our own. We don't even half the time expect social security, although it does say here that there's social security involved. Pretty much the older you are, the more you expect social security to help out percentage-wise. Here's what's crazy though, right here. About two-thirds of Generation Z, 65%, those that are 25 or younger, now they'll be good to go when they step out of the workplace. From this one guy, Kokale, or however you say his last name, says that's some swagger, but they have a long runway. They've just started to be in the workforce and most of them have not really felt, to be honest, a true economic downturn. I would not just say that about Generation Z. This is also true of millennials. Those in their 30s really haven't seen much of an economic downturn for the last 15 years. You really haven't seen much. So if you really look at it from the standpoint, unless you're at least late 30s on up, you really haven't seen anything affect your money. In fact, if you're in your mid 30s or even early 30s and you started saving your retirement plan, you probably think you're a rock star right now because the market did way above average than what it normally does because we came from a market bottom after the financial crisis and then this came skyrocketing up where the average return really for a 12-year period was about 14% at that time. All right, so interesting thing about expected retirement age, boomers expect to retire at 71 like I said, Gen Z's at age 60, while millennials and Gen Xers are right about their mid-60s. Now, here's the big thing I want to point out here. I think it's interesting because it says, still, a third of those surveyed by Northwestern Mutual haven't done anything at all when it comes to retirement planning. Uh, it even says that 20% have sought advice from a financial advisor. 28% are trying to add more savings, right? They're trying to do something. But third, haven't done anything at all. I find it fascinating because you have people out there like Dave Ramsey and people will say the minority of people are savers. Almost everybody's a spender. They're just wasting their life away. I was even interviewed by somebody recently who said something very similar, saying that most people don't save or they're just not saving enough. That's true. They're not saving enough for the strategy, right? The strategy they're using, which are mutual funds. Because the truth is, you'll find this out, you really can't save enough. It'll be really, really hard to even live a modest lifestyle, not even a comfortable lifestyle, a modest lifestyle of retirement, putting your money in 401ks and IRAs. We'll see why based on even the calculators that financial advisor would use if they actually used them appropriately. So I think it's interesting that only a third of them aren't saving. This means the majority of people are savers. They just may not be saving enough. And that's true, although I would say this, and this is the big thing, it's not your fault. It's not your fault you're not saving enough. Now, if you're not saving anything and you know you could be, yes, that's your fault. That's your responsibility. My point is that those of you that are saving, you are sacrificing, you're working hard, you're doing what you've been told to do this whole time, and yet you're starting to wonder, is that enough? And the truth is, even by the survey, you'll find out mostly people, it isn't enough. 
Okay, because I'm going to go move to this next article tied in with this. I actually kind of think the title of the article is funny, which is Gen Z is expecting a 40-year retirement. Good luck, experts say. <laughs> so here we talk about this. So now focusing on Gen Z, right? Going to them. It's interesting because they think they'll retire at 60 on average, but two in five think they'll live to 100. That means they've got to have a 40-year retirement with just saving 1.2 million, as we said, as their nest egg, factoring in inflation. I don't mean 1.2 after you factor inflation. I mean $1.2 million, period, while inflation is kicking your butt for the next 40 years. What do you think $1.2 million is actually going to be worth in 40 years? This is something that's not taught. I'm not blaming schools necessarily, although it'd be nice if they taught this stuff. But I know schools that teach basic financial literacy, quote unquote, yet it's pretty much Financial Peace University by Dave Ramsey is what they're teaching. They're not teaching stuff really about how to factor for inflation. They're not teaching where else you can invest besides throwing it in gambling in the stock market, which has produced lackluster, mediocre returns with high risks, right? Again, 30-year average, the actual return being about 7.7% of the S&P 500, which we just heard earlier, is not even diversified in the first place. So we're dealing with these kind of issues that people have. And by the way, most mutual funds don't even earn as high as the S&P 500 returns. So we got all this headwind happening here. So I'm going to kind of skip over a little bit here. It says that Gen Z is not counting on Social Security to make their retirement dreams happen, which is true. They only count about 15%. Baby boomers expect 40% of theirs to come from there. Why? Because baby boomers have lived long enough. They know from expectations they're going to need Social Security. They know it's not going to be enough. They need that. So again, I'm going to kind of go back. We've already talked about what baby boomers expect and everything else. I'm going to go to this guy. I don't know who he is. Asim Hafiz, who uh, they probably got a quote from him at some point. I don't know who he is, but he did achieve financial independence or job optional status. Hey, sounds familiar, right? He did that in his 20s. Hey, that sounds like me. Go figure. He said living on 1.2 million over the course of four decades is was unrealistic. So he said, for instance, he pointed out that such figure seems to dis- not account for costs like medical expenses, which inevitably increase with age. It seems wildly miscalculated. There's no way that's enough, he said. You're at an older age. You're probably going to have more expensive medical expenses alone because your body breaks down a little bit. You may need some extra care at some point. It said a recent analysis found that half of the 35 million people with traditional Medicare spend at least 16% of their income on out-of-pocket healthcare costs, or annually they spend about $6,600. Now, this is true. I've seen this happen many, many times, right? That people aren't accounting for this. I remember my uh, HR rep, when I worked this traditional job that had a 401k and I was saving the 401k, I remember her saying, well, you know what, when you get older, you don't need as much money because your kids moved out and you'll pay off your house and you'll just live cheap. I'll tell you, you ask anybody in their 50s and 60s, their plan is not to try to live cheap. Okay. And remember, this is supposed to be a comfortable retirement. So it's interesting that uh, this person at Princeton Financial Group, Linda Farinola, she talks about someone wants to live on 4000 a month after taxes for 40 years, taking into account 3% inflation. Now that's after taxes. You got to understand that you got to hit a higher number if you're saving 401ks and IRAs. But I'm going to go off of this. Now she's talking about accounting for 3% inflation with a return invested of funds at 6%. She says they'll need somewhere closer to $4 million. She's like, I don't think they fully appreciate the cost of life and the effect of inflation over the 40 years. She says, just show them the math. It's simple math. Well, guess what? Good old Princeton Financial Group, Linda Farinola. Let's show the math. Okay, so I found a calculator here. This is at calculator.net. Just a retirement calculator. You'll see how much you need to retire. Watch this. So I put in someone who's 20 years old. Let's just say they're 20, saving 40 years to age 60. So just like the Generation Z wants to. Life expectancy for 100 years. I think it's interesting, 40% think they'll live to 100. That's very possible. Now I'm going to put the current pre-tax income at 60,000 a year. Why? Because we've got to start with something. If you put this at 
30 or 40,000 years, a 20 year old, which could very well be possible. You might not even be making that much. It's kind of hard to do these numbers. So I'm going to start at 60,000 years. So a high number with a 4% increase of income per year, the help of the savings. Now, what's the income you need at retirement? I put 80%, 80% of 60,000 is 48,000 or 4,000 a month, just like that Linda woman had mentioned, right? That financial planner. So an average investment return, 6%. Now I'm going to put inflation rate at 3%. I know, and you know, it's much higher. 3% is a crappy number to use, but I'm going to go with it. I think 6% average return is pretty reasonable considering most mutual funds don't even do the 7.7 average. 6% is definitely under promising for sure. All right. So I calculate this and what do you get? It says, here's what you'll need. It'll say here, you need about 3.67 million to retire, right? Kind of closer to 4 million. So 1.85 million. So you're about half. Okay. You're about halfway there. Now, if you wanted to see how much you had to actually save to get there, here's what it says. It says you can either save to 3.67 million. You can either save 1815 a month or 22,000 per year or save 21% of your income. That doesn't sound too bad. Now watch, what happens if inflation is just a little bit higher? What if I put it at 5%, which we know if you check places like shadowstats.com, it's actually a lot higher. It's more than double. It's probably closer to 7% average. I'm going to go in the middle between these two and go at 5% just because I know I won't feel guilty for putting that number. It's probably still under promising. Watch what happens. Just 2% difference. Boom. 1.85 million compared to the 11 million that you need because of that inflation. Now, that 2% made a big difference in 40 years, didn't it? It went from 3.67 million all the way up to 11.15. That's three times. It tripled because of the extra 2%. Why? Rule 72. That's why. Compounding interest. Now notice it's 1.85. Hey, that's just over a tenth. That kind of looks like how people's numbers are today, even the baby boomers, right? Where they haven't even saved up enough. Looks pretty similar, doesn't it? It does because that's the reality in our lives. That's why I put 5%. That's why when I was a financial advisor, going even up to 3% was depressing enough. So what do you have to save to hit this number? To save 11.15 million, you either have to save 70,000 per year or 66% of your income every year. So two-thirds of your income needed to be saved away. That's not too far off the truth. Remember when they used to say, save 10% and you'll be fine. Now they've kind of bumped up to 20%. Not so much. Not when you start to factor in just even a slight tweak of these numbers, just a little bit of a lie from the government to tell you that inflation is not as high as it actually is. It's only 2%, but only 2% makes a drastic difference. And remember, they'll blame you, just like they're blaming everybody else saying you haven't saved enough. Americans haven't saved enough to retire comfortably. Is that Americans' fault? Or is that the education because we're going off of bad math? Bad assumptions because we think that the government's telling us the truth. Bad assumptions because we think the financial advisors are telling us the truth. And bad math because we think that even the institutions are telling us the truth about how much you can be earning in the stock market when you don't even return those kind of returns. That's the problem. Now, I can adjust this even more. But remember, this is only 4000 a month. Saving 70000 a year is horrible. And these numbers are a little bit more accurate. See, most people, and I think even this woman, this Linda woman with Princeton Financial Group, I think she was using this because she's thinking you could live on 4%. Because if you're trying to save up money. Say you're saving 20,000 a year and I'll put at 3% right here for that 6% return. You do that, your after inflation adjustment right here, buying power is about a million bucks at 20,000 a year, right? Now that's okay, a million dollars. Now, if you live on 4%, that's you know really 40,000 a year, almost 4,000 a month. You gotta be saving a little bit more. You put it at 25,000, watch this, boom, there you go. If you're trying to do the whole 4% rule, you're living off that after inflation of 3%, one and a quarter means you can live on, ta-da, 50,000 a year. 
right there. So basically about 4,000 a month. So if you're pretty much saving $2,000 a month, but that in will probably be right about there. Yep, right there. $24,000 or $2,000 a month, you should be able to live on $4,000 a month in retirement, especially if you're trying to do it forever. But remember, if you're trying to get last for 40 years, you want a longer retirement, you shouldn't be pulling out 4%. It should be more like 3%. 4% might work great if you're that baby boomer that's trying to retire at 71, knowing that you're likely to die within 10 years if you're looking at statistics. Now, granted, about half, especially of women, if you make it to age 65, about half of you will live to be age 90. If you're a woman, a little less than half for men. So if you make it to age 65, you get a pretty good chance that from 71, you could probably live even 20 years. So 4%, again, I don't like that number because that's a very risky number. But for those that are trying to live retirement longer, to retire early even, 3% is really your best bet, in my opinion. Maybe even 2% is better. Well, if we did that, guess what? Now you're down to instead 3,000 a month after inflation. That's at 3%. I put this at 5% inflation. Guess what? Now we're looking at just over half a million. You live on 3% of that. And now you're looking at about $16,500 a year, about 17,000. We'll round up 17,000 year lifestyle after you, of course, you've got 24,000 you've been putting away. So you put in 24,000 a year to then live on 17,000 a year. Does that sound right to you? No. Now, does it mean it's not true? Of course not. It definitely means it's, it can be true and it very well could be. But the problem is, is that this could be a risk for you. Okay. That's a big risk. So remember guys, that's 17,000 a year. If you want to live on 170,000 a year, if you're going to try to save up in mutual funds and things like that, you got to save 10 times, 10 times that number to live off that much. 10 times, guys. That means you got to save 240,000 a year to live on just under 15,000 a month. I know there's a lot of you that when you come to us, you want 10,000 a month, 15, 20,000 a month. Those of you that are like doctors or dentists, 20 or 30,000 a month is usually a minimum that you want for a comfortable retirement, right? 4,000 a month, in my opinion, is not comfortable for most people unless you are completely alone, either you're alone single or you're just the couple and you live a very modest lifestyle. It is possible to live on 4,000 a month, but you're probably not going to be doing a ton in retirement. Unless, of course, you have a paid off house. That's possible. But again, there's always expenses with home ownership. So most likely, if you have that home ownership, there's still going to be expenses to it, just like almost paying rent because you got to pay taxes, you got to pay insurance, and you got to pay for maintenance and upkeep. That gets harder and harder as you get older. So just know that it's not like you live expense-free in retirement, that you just live on, like uh, one of these other people said in the article, you're just living on food and utilities and you're good. No, you need more than that. That's why usually most people will say at least 5,000 a month, even for current today's goal for retirement. So what's the answer? It's obviously not working as we already see in these studies. And Northwestern Mutual wants it to not be true. They want you to be able to make it. Now they might try to tell you, again, it's your fault. You just got to save more money. Can you truly save enough to live a comfortable lifestyle? Well, you know what? It's not just 50% of people that think they will never be able to do that. Or even as I mentioned, people that are, have over a million dollars in their savings that they have in a retirement account still think it will be a miracle. Over a third will think it will be a miracle they can retire. It's even worse, guys. It's much worse because we know it will be a miracle. And if you don't have a million dollars, especially now, it will be a miracle trying to do it the traditional way. Your best option is to find an alternate path. And ironically, it's a path that actually has been proven to work better. The path I'm talking about here is the same path we've been talking about on the show over and over. Alternative investments, things that generate cash flow, passive income. Doesn't mean that you're hands off completely in the sense that you just can turn off your brain and set it and forget it. You can't do that. That's what financial advisors and financial institutions want you to do. They want you to set it and forget it. 
Why? Because they don't want you stressing in the meantime, realizing it hasn't worked. They want you to find it out when it's too little, too late, and then you stress out. But who are you going to blame? You're going to try to blame your financial advisor? Well, too late. They already made all that money off of you for decades. You're going to blame the financial institution? No, because they provided the only option you thought you had. You're going to blame yourself and or the financial advisor. And that's pretty much it. And I'm just here to tell you guys, the financial advisor can't save you. It's your job to save you. You want to be a steward of your life, a real steward of the all the everything you've been given in your life. It requires you to take control, to take ownership of your own life, to take control of your finances. No more blame game. You can't blame yourself even for just putting too little away, right? That's not useful at this point. You can't blame the financial advisor because they're only just selling you products. They're salesmen in suits. I know I was one of them at one point 20 years ago. You need to do something different. That's why we look at real estate. That's why we have people on the show saying, hey, I had a million dollars that instead of 30,000 a year, I'm living on in retirement. Now I'm living on 130,000 a year in retirement. We got people have come on taking hundreds of thousands of dollars, even a few hundred thousand dollars to make an extra few thousand a month. That's very possible, guys. You could make a 10% return on your money, potentially. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but there are many alternatives out there. They're paying double digit returns. So even if you only earn 10% on $200,000, that's $20,000 a year. You earn 10% on $500,000. You can make $50,000 a year. Think about it. All these things are telling you you got to chase inflation. Inflation's fighting you every single day. But the people that wanted $4,000 a month, think of how much you had to save, having to save $70,000 over the next 40 years. Or could you get to a half a million pretty quickly and live on $50,000 a year that way? And by the way, in real estate, especially, all those lots of other alternatives besides just the simple rental real estate you like you might think of. There are things like apartments, there's self-storage, there's oil and gas, there's land investing, there's lending, you know, where you can lend money like the banks, but you get paid a higher return than the banks get paid. All these kind of alternatives are out there that you could be doing to earn a certain return on your money. And that return generates passive income without touching your principal, allowing you to grow your money each and every year, especially if you can reinvest some of that money to keep building it up. 500,000 generate 50,000 a year, much easier at 500,000 trying to save up 11 million, don't you think? So again, guys, it's not about too good to be true. There still requires time and effort here. And even if you want 50,000 a year today, if you're at starting at zero, like your generation Z right now, starting at zero, you might have to save up quite a bit of money to get to that 500,000. You might have to save up for the next 15 plus years to get to the point where you finally can catch up with inflation and be able to have a decent lifestyle. Maybe not comfortable, but a decent one. But isn't that better than having a 0% chance in 40 years? Personally, I really take control of my own destiny, my own future. That's why I'm doing what I've done. That's what's worked for me. And it's worked for many, many other people as well. Not just for myself, not just for people we interview on the show, including our own clients, which it has helped them too. But it's helped millions of people do the same thing that we've done. Are we literally the hundreds of millions of people to set money in 401ks? No, we're doing it differently. And the truth is, I believe we do it better. So again, there's a lot of alternatives out there. Like I said at the beginning of the show, you can go and try that passive income calculator, see what you can do in your situation right now. If you're just starting out, instead of trying to stuff money into these 401k plans and IRAs and mutual funds that have really been proven not to work, and they have been proven not to work, and I show it to you on this show all the time, that's why infinite banking can be another alternative where you can get your money outside of those places, out of those prisons, and get in a place where it's actually liquid. So as you build up that cash, then you can start to invest and create passive income, allowing you to get to the point to be financially free faster. That is what I want for each of you guys because you can actually get your returns enhanced by using that kind of strategy to allow you to be able to invest and create more passive income more quickly, giving yourself more time to be able to invest. 
Guys, that's my challenge to you. Check out our calculator if you haven't done so already. Make it a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Now.